Start recording. <laughs> How's it yeah. going? Good, good, good. What's yeah. happening? What's happening? Gosh. Okay, actually, well, what happened since we decided to set our lives on fire? Yeah. Three days ago. Three days ago. <laughs> I still can't get over the, like, how that popped up. That set your world, set your life on fire. So interesting. So interesting. Anyways, um, you know, working, work. I think um, that one of the cool things um, was, was the values exercise. Yeah, what came up for you? So that was day two, right? We asked and three we... to some extent, but you know, uh, identifying values was day two. Now I think. I got a little lucky on that one because I did this exercise before. So I don't think it's easy to find, figure out like top five values, right? Because it's very hard to narrow down. I mean, you can list 30 values on a list, but mm -hmm. to say these are my top five, this is not super easy. Um, and I think I talked about this uh, on the last one, but I did this exercise where I had this list of values, you know, and I tried to number them of importance, like 10 being really important, one being less, you know, in, in between. But then what we did is we told some stories of my past when I really felt like things were aligned and moving in the right direction. So there are multiple stories, like military stories of, you know, being in training and challenge and having a group around you and teams and growing and, you know, like all this stuff. And then there was like seminar staff stuff, you know, those early days of just like being on the road and feeling like you're really making a difference. And so he looked at all these things and, and I tell these stories and, and he would pay attention to the reoccurring like themes that popped up and then matched them to my list. And the five top ones were things like family, meaningful experiences, challenge, personal growth, and stability. So there we go. Those are my okay. five. Yeah. I love that you were able to have that experience and go through stories in your past to kind of identify that. Yeah, it was I, cool. Uh, it was really cool. That's awesome. I, uh, I've done uh, like value exercises, morals and values through the 12 steps, right? Like working mm. 12 step, the 12 step program with my sponsor. But then this time when I was going through it and I was like, yep, yeah, these are my values. So easy. And I was like, but are they my values or are mm. they my parents' values or are they mm. what I think society values? Like, are these morals or are these values and how do my actual beliefs shape these or how do they shape my beliefs? And so I'm kind of sitting in a space of like, yeah, are these, yeah. <laughs> are these actually mine? Like trying to identify like where yeah. they came from. And I also, you know, I really have noticed in the last week, just what an analytical mind I have. I oh. have to analyze everything to death. I mm -hmm. analyze conversations, I analyze interactions between people, I analyze everything 
my mom used to say analysis paralysis and it's so true because I analyze everything to the point where I'm just like so confused that I actually don't even know what what what's going on anymore but I think for me right now my values my top five are family freedom I have this huge desire for freedom and I think it stems from feeling so trapped in what my does addiction. that mean for you for freedom uh you always ask such interesting questions um <laughs> You know, the freedom to be who I am and to express myself as I want to, um, to not necessarily have to play small or shrink back or be the good girl or be the person that allows other people to have their experiences and sit back and be like, okay, it's it's almost my turn. Right. But my turn never comes. So taking, taking, taking and owning what's mine and that if that sounds selfish then fine right but I'm at an age now I'm 42 and I've sat back and allowed or encouraged other people to shine and very often to my own detriment yeah 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 that's interesting the freedom I think to just the freedom to give myself permission to explore and make mistakes. Make mistakes without like. Harming people. Harming people, but also like completely like without guilt and and shame associated with making mistakes, right? Because you're going to, there is no perfection. There's always going to be mistakes, but yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, we're our own worst critics and we make these mistakes and you go back through that thought loop that you just talked about this over analysis. I made a mistake. And what does this mistake mean? And who's thinking about like, who's thinking about the mis- this mistake and how are they judging me because of this mistake? And, you know, how am I judging myself? You know, there's, that's at least where I go with mistakes is like, oof, I'll just get in this loop that's and it's very awful. hard to come out of it. Um, yeah, no, I, that, that makes sense. I am. Um, I was actually talking to this guy that I dated for a little while. Who's just the, the he has one of the most brilliant minds when it comes to this kind of stuff ever. Hmm. And in an effort to kind of get to know myself, I was like, "Hey, we need to get on a call." And he was probably like, "God, this woman is just crazy." I was like, "I need to learn about myself, and I need to learn about my behaviors, and you need to tell me exactly what I did wrong." And I mean, literally beating hmm. myself up, right? And you know what he said to me? He said, with the stuff that you're going through, I'm going to put this on a t-shirt. It's a lesson, not a roast. Oh, interesting. You know, because I will take anything and I can turn anything into an opportunity for me to beat myself up. Oh, yeah. Just completely. Yeah. And And so I don't allow myself freedom. I don't allow myself the freedom to make mistakes and the freedom and to get learn. things wrong yeah. and the freedom to be like, you know what? It didn't work out or, you know, I messed up, but my intentions are never, my intentions are never mean or bad or, you know, my intentions really are good. I have a really good, beautiful heart. Absolutely. And so I need to be kind to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the freedom to. That's to, freedom. You know, that's freedom. <laughs> well, Which, freedom at what, least for me, who lives in my head. No, I think that's, I mean, 
and, and that is a, a version of freedom. That's why I wanted to ask that question because freedom can mean so many things. Like freedom can be financial freedom. Freedom can just, you know, whatever. But that's that's what freedom means to you. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. What number was that? That was your third one? Um. Yeah. Family, freedom, abundance, success. Okay. I have a desperate need to be successful and I don't necessarily know if this is mine or if it stems from coming from a family of insanely high achievers. Mm. Who am I yeah. if I'm not successful? Who am I if I don't leave a mark in this world? Who am I if I... What does just... success mean? Like what, like what, how, what is the measure of success? Right. What is the measure? <laughs> well, it's different. It's, it's going to be different. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I have this other friend, Will, who um, who will say to me, "I don't understand you. You've been so successful and you've achieved so many incredible things. Yet, any time I ask you about yourself, you never mention any of them. And hmm. I will always look at the things that I've done." Like that conference that I put in South Africa on in South mm-hmm. Africa, it, that should never have happened. That should never have been successful. It, it happened despite everything. I, you know, and I don't want to get into the <laughs> story, on. but okay. it literally, I mean, I really? remember Professor Noak saying to me, you're going to bankrupt us both. And I was like, nope, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know it is. I got 3 million in funding and sponsorship. I went in there, I fucking put my heart on my sleeve. I gave the pitch of my life. I got this huge insurance and company company to sponsor the conference. It happened. Um, it was the first of its kind in the world. It was the first time all like the big low carb thinkers like Gary Taubes and Jason Fung and Prof Noakes and um, all these Steve Finney, all these big guys came together in the same space. And um, it, it set about a bigger movement throughout the world, right? And mm-hmm. it's not just because of me, but if I look back and I think, how did I do this? This this little person with like not much money, you know, like like set her mind to something and made it happen. And then I wrote the sugar-free book and that became super successful. And I did that and I ran these sugar-free challenges before anybody else was doing it. And um, you know, before social media was such a big thing like 10 years ago managed to get 10,000 people onto a sugar-free channel the first one I ever ran that's crazy by no marketing or promotion no and I've seen you do similar things you know even in the in the time that I've known you I mean you yeah you've got a unique ability to bring people and resources and pull things together like and make it successful uh, it is now, but you know what the problem is? I was about to say, now, what does that mean to you? <laughs> it's never good enough. Right. Yeah. And well, that seems like a, I know, listen, and I have no background in any kind of analysis here, but yeah, that seems like a value based on someone else's measurement of success. Yeah. I didn't do the for the world's first heart transplant. Right. So how <laughs> that your grandfather? And that was my grandfather. Yeah. So how can anything ever measure up to that? Yeah, that's so interesting because I think our values are shaped by experiences, obviously, but then like our own families and that kind of stuff. Because I would, you know, I think stability for me, it's a bit of, of, of the opposite. Stability for me is because my 
father was always chasing success so much that we had zero stability. We had a lot of money and then we were broke, like completely broke, like living with family. He was moving across the country to start a new job and try to make enough money to bring us there. We're like jammed in a house in Arizona in the summer, you know, seven or eight people living in a tiny little house, just, you know, like, and then he would do really well and become successful and make a lot of money. And he was very risk. He was not risk adverse and uh, he'd take some risks and then, you know, it would just completely bottom out again. So, you know, our lives were like this. And then with somebody who as loving as he was, had some severe mental health issues. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'd love to be successful, but successful enough to feel stable. Like, I don't need to be the most successful. I don't need the most money. I don't need the most shiny things. I need to know that where I am is on stable ground and I'm good. I love that. I really, really, really love that. It just feels safe. That's it. I mean, and it's all based off of, you know, past and experiences and those types of things, you know. But anyway, so that's, so you have success, abundant success. I think that was four. What's your last one? A passion. Passion. Okay. Yeah. Obviously live a life of passion, which basically just means fun, exciting, hardcore dopamine hits um, all the time, you know, no, it's, it's, it, I mean, I think it's some of that for sure, but I think passion just means really connecting with what it is that I value and where I see myself in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and having something to wake up for every day and live for. And I have to tell you that it's only been what four or five days now. I don't even know anymore. But this is the, day five, I think. This is day five. Okay. The first day, and I shared this before, the first day we, I woke up when we were about to record, and I was like, I feel like I have passion and purpose. And I feel like I have something exciting in this day to live for, something that I don't need to look for an external fix. Like right now, today, I feel good. I don't feel like I need to go and, you know, do stuff, like try and find something to fill this hole. Like I felt like I actually had that. And then we didn't film for the last, we didn't record for the last three days for various reasons. And, um, And then this morning again, I was like, this is exciting. Like, this is exciting. This, this to me, this to me feels good. This to me feels right. I don't know where it's going. Um, but I know what we need to do to get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It was interesting. I told you this too, like after our, that first podcast and filming, when we ended the video, yeah, it was like this fear and anxiety of like okay well you're about to completely expose yourself to anybody willing to watch and who knows how many people watch right like so maybe I'm exposing myself to three people not a big deal (laughs) 500 (laughs) but but five or, or 500 but you know it's terrifying it's terrifying because I do think we walk around wearing you know multiple masks and kind of taking those off and saying, okay, well, this is really how I am. I think there's a lot of growth there and that's what I want to get out of it. But at the same time, it completely 
terrifies me 100%. But, you know, I'll say like, there's been a lot of, yeah, it's with day five. There's been a lot of, um, you know, how much growth can you get in five days? But there are some roots, right? Like things are moving, things are growing. And, and, and I can, and I can feel that for sure. Um, which is nice because that kind of goes into when we were talking, you know, on, on um, day three of essentially which value you're not living up to. And the one that I feel like I'm not living up to is personal growth. You know, oh, I think interesting. It's, it is why? Okay. Why? It's well, So when we think about values and, and when I started really looking into like, what do these values mean or what do values mean? And they talk about this like unconscious or subconscious drive to, you know, fulfillment, authenticity, a satisfying life. Like it's the driving force to being able to thrive. When I think about where I've been, since, you know, I, I got divorced. I think anybody, even if the divorce is amicable, you leave that situation lost. Like you just don't know where you are yeah. anymore. Like you, you don't even know who you are because your whole life just has completely changed. Yeah. And it was at that point where I was like, okay, well then like, this is when I really understood how important personal growth was to me. But there was a lot of thought and, and not a lot of action, you know, and it's interesting because I think like it seems like and I experienced this a lot over the last few years, it seems like when you're when you're living on a in a way that is not matching or you know in accordance with your values, you're no longer on that path. And if you think about it that way, it's like being on any path or or trail. If you know, like you're on this trail and you have a place you're trying to go to on the trail, then you wander off. And as you wander off, you get lost. And as soon as you're lost and you don't know where that trail is any, anymore, like panic sets in. And then when panic sets in, your thoughts are, are racing in multiple directions. Like, how did I get here? Right. What, what's my past? How did I get here? How did I get to this point? Because I need to retrace that and figure out how to get back on track. And then the other thoughts are like, you know, where am I going? How, how do I get back on track? Where am I going? What's the future look like? And there's this like chaotic thought process of past and future and past and future. And it takes you out of where you are right now. Yeah. Like, so you know, you, you, it, I, I feel like when you're not living in a way that matches your values, there's no longer any presence. And we talk about people talk about presence all the time, but it's very hard to be present because you're just completely off the track. And you're only thinking about how you got where you are, how you get back on track. You're not you experiencing yeah. anything that's going on right now. No. And that's, I don't know if your question was, why but why i think is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> doesn't why. matter exactly. <laughs> this is but, a great great conversation but i think it's you know it's like 
when you're in that situation, the whole focus, and I think this has been my focus over years since divorce is survive versus thrive. Like there wasn't any thriving, purely surviving. And I think what this is hoping, I hope this helps me do is start to put things back in order to get back onto a path of thriving, of fulfillment, of authenticity, of satisfaction. That's, that's the goal. Oh, I love that so much. That's so beautiful. You know, I think when you were talking about the, you know, getting lost and getting off track and those feelings like, of like, where am I? This panic, that is my anxiety to me. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, I have realized that my anxiety only shows up when I am not living in accordance with my morals and my values. That is the only time I will say to my friends, I am so fucking anxious. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin. I can't do this. And then if I'm honest with myself, there's something in my life at that very moment that I need to stop doing or change. And the anxiety Mm -hmm. disappears almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. So it's this like internal guidance system that I can't, I can't label as bad anymore because it's not bad. It's just trying to show me the way. And it's yeah, up to me to listen or not. Yeah, that is interesting. It's not bad. It's just a sign. It's, it's yeah, it's recognizing that and saying, okay, well, here it is. What is it? It is, it is very interesting because if you could pay, if you can pay closer attention to what you're feeling internally in any given action or conversation, then you have those, those signs, right? You have the sign that's like, Hey, make it right. You're getting off track. Get yeah, back over come here, on. You know? for sure. We're shaking here, yeah. but you're well, still going. Exactly. But it's easy to, you know, and I've done it, like ignore those signs. Um, you know, you do it for too long and it's just, it's a mess or like, you know, the other, the other quick way to completely, you know, live in, in a way that does not match values is like self-destruct buttons, right? You know, and things that I've, you know, and, I, and I've done that. Oof. I've done that a lot in the past. And I will say, like, I, I've, I think I've learned from those. I'm, I'm trying not to do the the just let's burn this thing down to the ground switch any anymore because that's when like you want to talk about some of the worst times in my life yeah i do were the times when i just said fuck it and just boom hit this thing and it exploded and then you come out of like the flames and and you, you just like you don't even know who you are anymore like that's the worst those are the worst times. They are, but but there's I think yeah, they're happening for a reason, right? And we can go into them mindfully and yeah. choose it as personal growth, or we can go in it with a fuck it switch and self sabotage, and and the outcomes are very different. Yeah, but in that, but but I think part of growing up, and this is this the last couple of years have been a force of growing the fuck up. 
like what does it mean to grow up and be an adult and take responsibility has been to distinguish between the self-destruction versus personal growth and that they have the same energy at their core it's how I choose to use it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah there is that's the that's the fork in the road it's like okay yeah the fork in the road here's what's growing up going on now yeah I can learn from this, I can grow, I can take these lessons forward, or I can self-sabotage and destroy everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep, a lot to think about. Okay, what about, uh, what about day three? Yeah, day three was the, you know, which one are you not living up to? And and for me, that, like I said, that was, that yeah. was, you know, personal growth. And, and I mean that for a lot of reasons. And it's, it's, you know, I said it coming out of divorce, and it's more than just relationships, right? It's, you know, maybe, and maybe it's not, but it's more than relationships with another person. It's also the relationship with myself. Because I think, um, through the last, I mean, decades, right? I mean, for, to be honest, but there have been experiences, whether it be, you know, a marriage where we had kids and then that didn't work out. And then of course, like you come out of that and there's guilt and then that guilt turns into shame, right? And you're like, man, you know, I'm, I'm just not a good person and I'm, you know, I'm not a good partner. And then, you know, I had a pretty interesting and it, this is a funny one. It's not funny, not funny at all, actually. But it's interesting <laughs> how I describe this situation. And I don't talk about it often, but, you know, I, there was, um, you know, my, my father passed away in 2009. I was 28, but he, it was 2009. Um, uh, and, he, you know, he took his own life. And that experience for reasons of um being able to express my needs and then seeing the outcome of it which wasn't the outcome of it i'll just so you know we'll get in this really quick but um that happened i think on a sunday night into like a Monday morning. And the week prior, I think it was like a Thursday night, we were going to go to the movies. I'd been working all week in school and stuff. And, and then I was working a seminar and I was going to travel on Friday. So on Thursday came around, you know, afternoon-ish, I canceled. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I have travel coming up. Like, I'm just going to sit out and not go to the movies, right? Were you meant to go to the movie, sorry, with your dad? With my dad. Okay. So fast forward to Monday morning, I show up at his place, see what's going on because nobody's heard from him and find him there. And what's on the counter? A gift card to the movie theater. Obviously not placed there for that reason, but it was a very interesting 
experience of here's how I express what I need. Here are the outcomes. So from that point, like, you know, it's been super hard to do those types of things. Um, yeah, been super, super difficult. What has been super hard to do what? To just be able to say like what I need and be okay with the outcome. Oh, wow. God, Mike, that's huge. Because what yeah. if somebody else hurts themselves or harms themselves because you weren't there? And that's the thing. And it's like, and that's like, so where I'm going with this is that's a relationship with, like, that's something I wrestle with. So personal growth for me to be in a better relationship doesn't only mean a relationship with another person. I need to learn. I need to heal within myself, the relationship with myself. And so going through that and then, you know, going through a divorce, which look, you know, that's another thing where like somebody, multiple people, and not only like a wife and kids got hurt from that, but extended family, like, you know, that has a reach friend, like, you know, we're colleagues, everything, it's everything. It's just a, it's a big mess. So I don't even know that I fully processed what's going on, what happened with my father the divorce, all those things. So personal growth isn't about just other people and how I can interact with other people. It's learning how to process all of this and be okay with myself. Like that's what I think I need to be doing. Yeah. I mean, any relationship that we have is based on the relationship that we have with ourselves. No. Yeah. Well, that was my thoughts on day three. Chase, well, I mean, <laughs> we are going so deep. I, uh, I am, um, I, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really interesting. I wrote this note to myself the other day. Um, because obviously everything comes when I'm driving. Driving is an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what came, came up and this is like all about relationship with self. Right. And thank you for sharing that stuff about your dad, because it's hard right it's it kind yeah. of broke my heart just hearing and like so I can't even imagine what it must have been like to go well, through that and you know like there's always you never know what emotions that story and and I I don't tell it often in fact I've never put it on social media or anything like that and even on like suicide awareness months and those types of things I've just never shared it no you haven't well not that um, I know and uh you never know. Like, I never know how I'm going to react when telling that story. Will I hold yeah. it together? Which, thank goodness I did this time. Why, thank goodness? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I understand, though. <laughs> I don't know why, thank goodness. I had to be, you know. I'm, I'm glad I did. And just not complete breakdown from it. So Ugly crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a big one. I, uh, you know, I think we we suffer from the stuff a lot more than we allow people to see. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's it's really really hard. Anyway, not to change the subject, but to kind of go into that whole relationship with self thing. And I was driving, and I was like, 
This is what I wrote to myself. Who am I in the middle of the night when no one is watching, when I'm not performing, when I'm just faced with myself? Sometimes it feels as if there's a gaping empty hole that scares me, but at other times that space shows me vastness and the possibilities that are available to me. So do I choose to crawl into that hole like Alice did when she entered Wonderland, or do I shrink back, play small, numb myself, live on social media, on online dating apps, immerse myself in work, constantly searching for external meaning and purpose? What do I do? And what do you do? Who am I in those moments when I am all alone and when no one is watching? Who am I when I'm not in a relationship, when I'm not in the role of being a mother or employee or friend? Who am I at my core? Who am I when I'm alone? And do I even like that person? Wow. Driving. I don't even know what to say because (laughs) for one, I can relate to all that. And two, like, if you strip all those things away, I don't think I can answer that for myself. No. Because, you know, if, if there is that openness, that open time, that open space, I very quickly try to fill it with something. And I can rationalize it. I'll get a new book and fill it with reading this new classic novel, right? Or something else. Or, you know, fill it with walking the dog. I don't know. It's like, Let's just not go there because that's really hard. And it's, you know, I'd rather just empty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it often takes me and this is getting really deep. I will often think about the day that I'm going to die. And will I be alone? Will there be anyone there with me? And what happens next? Hmm. I mean, my, some of my earliest memories, and this is going to get a little bit dark, but some of my earliest memories, and I must have been maybe like four or five, I remember waking up in the middle of the night. I remember my room exactly. I remember there was no blind on the window, so it was just pitch black outside. And I remember just being like, I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand why I'm alive. I don't understand where I was when Noah's Ark was happening. And this was the big thing for me always. Where was I when Noah's Ark, when Noah was on his Ark? Because I was in a very religious school and it was like, oh man, I was like, this question just blew my fucking mind. That's a deep question for a four or five-year-old. Like, an existential question crisis i have been living an existential crisis <laughs> since the age of four why are we here what does it why? all mean what is my purpose and then you know like take it forward to being in rehab when i was 24 i remember like sitting in these groups therapy things and people would be like talking about stuff and i was like i don't understand what my purpose is in life i don't understand why i'm here how do i find it help me find it and, um, you know, and, and I think that I have grown in leaps and bounds in, in the 18 years since I was in rehab, but it's taken hard fucking work. It's taken facing that empty, like 
emptiness yeah and trying to it's almost like bedazzling an ugly t-shirt you know <laughs> i make the darkness glitter and shine well it, i think <laughs> i think that's our purpose right like i don't think our purpose i mean shit dude i don't know but i don't think our purpose <laughs> is like chasing anything specific no i think our purpose is building ourselves up as much and as strongly as we possibly can because you'll never be able to make a difference in anybody else's life if you are no if you're not you know if you're not solid yeah if you're not built up the way you're supposed to be built yeah. up right so the idea of what's my purpose you know how can i make a difference you never will unless you unless you know it starts here unless you work on yourself first right and i think that's like well, at least that's what i'm learning myself because you know i'm always yeah jesus i have three four degrees and you know it's like <laughs> you're very educated you know but it's but it's that's but the thing is like i'm always chasing something like, yeah you know, i'm gonna get this education and I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to be successful. And these are the things I'm going to do. And it's like, no, but there's some, none of that's going to matter. Like if I'm freaking broken, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to have, I'm not stable enough to do what I want to do and help anybody if I am broken. So my yeah. purpose is me. You know, yeah. it's building me up. And that includes my kids. Like obviously they're my purpose, but listen, if I'm on if I'm on shaky ground, so are they. I you know. Oh man. I mean I can't even go into the topic of kids right now because and I won't discuss it here just out of respect. But um I am literally going through the hardest time of my life as a mother, and not even as a mother, probably the hardest time of my life right now with with regards to something that's that's going on with my son you know and it's it yeah, breaks sorry, my heart yeah, yeah. however you know I have to be you know what the beautiful thing in this is is that I am realizing how strong and resilient and powerful I am as a person to myself that I can hold a space that it's not just about me Mm. And that's something I was never able to do. Yeah, kids, we'll do that. Fuck. Oh, my God. Like, everything else just pales in comparison to what's happening right now. It's kids, hard. Yeah. That's it. It will bring things into perspective very quickly with someone you love as deeply as a child. Because, you know, I mean, we were talking about love the other day, I think, and what it means right yeah. and um i'm not sure i know what love means i'm not sure if i've ever really loved another person apart from my kids yeah i mean love's I mean, a very interesting a very interesting thing because you know and, and we had talked about this too and it's like yeah what does that mean because i will be honest in saying that i have a certain amount and type of love for everyone 
right. I love you. I, you know what I mean? Like I love my friends and the people that are close to me. I love them. I'm talking more about the romantic partner love. That love that's supposed to be the greatest and all encompassing and, you know, yeah. Not well, there's no definition that. for it, so it's very hard to say like if you have or haven't. But no, I, I I have for sure. Not like my kids. I mean, there's no. You can't it's, compare. It's a different, but it's different. Like you know, it doesn't even make sense to compare. No. Love with a partner to love with your kids. It's just completely different. I'm and, totally. and if not that anyone's ever told me to pick or choose or compare. Oh, fuck. There's no question. If the exact, it's just, (laughs) it is, you know. No question. Um, Anyway, I derailed the conversation a bit, but uh, getting back to day three and the behaviors that don't align with my authentic authentic self. That was like the question, right? And yours was personal growth, that you don't feel like you are engaging in personal growth. My behavior that I identified as something that sabotages everything in my life financial, emotional, relationships, everything is negative self-talk. And I will tell you this, if I spoke to myself, if I spoke to anybody else, or if I treated anyone else the way I treat myself, I'd be locked up. I'd be put in jail. No friends. I am a fucking tyrant. Huh? You'd have no friends. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've heard me speak my mind at times. <laughs> well, yeah, but it wasn't about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I think it was just yeah. a big thing for me. It doesn't serve a purpose. It's not positive. Um, it's a habit. It's become a subconscious thing where it's just such a habit that it just constantly is this loop of you're fat, you're ugly, you're disgusting, you're not good enough, no one will love you, you're gonna die alone, like always have this fucking Mm. dying alone shit in this crisis that I have. Um, And I create this reality of hell in my head that Mm -hmm. I live in every single day. And when you think about that loop and this kind of, yeah, this cycle of negative self-talk and all those areas, is that a behavior that pulls you away from every value or specific values in those five? I think every value mm-hmm. because it will undermine absolutely everything. It will undermine my ability to be successful. It will undermine my ability mm-hmm. to be a good mother. It will undermine my ability to do anything because it's constantly nothing I do is good enough. And it's based in these core beliefs that I have that, you know, that are shaped as we're kids, like we all have core beliefs and some of them are negative and some of them are positive, but the negative ones I have and always have had are, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthwhile. And I'm no one's first choice. Hmm. Whether it comes to work, whether it Mm -hmm. comes to romantic relationships, I am never anyone's first choice. And you know why? Because I'm not my own first choice. That's interesting. So then where's the what's the what's the fix what's the pathway to solving this because then it is it is learning how to be your own first choice right yeah. like it's not yeah. and that has to be the the solution 
Yeah. But you that's, know, you know, that's talk, right? That's thought. What's the actions to figure that one out? It's, it's, it ha- it's so practical. It's literally like every time I catch myself stopping it and challenging myself, like, is this true? No, it's not fucking true. It's bullshit awareness. So it's about awareness and choosing to think different thoughts, challenging my own thinking, calling bullshit on myself and replacing those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. And it's about growing up. Like it's actually about being like, you know what? This shit doesn't serve me anymore. I'm setting my life on fire. I need to set these thoughts on fire. Yeah. Growing I'm up is an interesting one. choosing to like be I... positive. Oh, right? Yeah. I know I need, I need some, you know, I need to say personal growth, probably some emotional growth as well. <laughs> oh, we all do. I mean, I feel like we're taking a microscope to ourselves in such a big way right now. Because we're That's choosing good, that, though. actively choosing it. And I think it's good. But um, yeah, as much good. as we sit here and, and go on about the the bad things, like I'm out there enjoying life still. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Yes. Um, things are still good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's still totally. amazing things that are happening yeah. every single day in my life that I'm very appreciative for. I don't call those out as much as I should. And that's maybe part of the process here is um, being more aware and grateful, showing gratitude for the things that, that are that are going well. And, I, and let's be honest, I have more that more things that are um, going well than not. Yeah. I mean, that's just the totally. fact. It really is. But kind of with that I that whole explanation of whatever the hell I talked about about being on a trail, it's like hard to be like, wow, I'm in on this amazing trail, going to this amazing location, like experiencing all this. Because when you're lost and you're like, shit, like how did I get here? Where am I going? You know, I'm not on the right track. I need to figure this whole thing out. And it's like, well, now you're not enjoying anything. Like you're you're in the woods and they're like beautiful trees and animals and birds and all these things around you. And you're not noticing all of it. because all you can think about is how do I get back there? Right. So but, how do I get back to safety? When, yeah. What if instead of wanting to get back to safety, we choose curiosity instead? Well, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Being curious is a good one for sure. Um, are we going to do day four or are we going to end it here? I think this was, a, I think the values was, I think this is a good one. Like, we went into values kind of pinpointing, you know, our behaviors, either our behaviors that are sub- sabotaging these values or, you know, forcing us to not fulfill them and, or which one of them am I not really living by, right? So I think, I think we hit this pretty hard and day four is a little bit different in terms of topic. So I think we can maybe save that for the next one. Okay. What do you think? Perfect. I love it. We're almost 50 minutes in. This is probably good. I mean, no one wants to listen to more than five minutes, right? So we kind of lost <laughs> them at the beginning. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to uh, end this recording. <laughs> perfect. Oh, wait, there we go.